That's right. We're back. 90.1 FM WUSB. My name is DJ Richie Ruckers. This show is called Battle Zone Radio. That's right. Battle Zone Radio. Um, shouts to everybody on the check-in. Shouts to Hassan. Shouts to Ike Infamous. Shouts to my man Mavs. Shouts to everybody worldwide listening through the WSB.FM app okay you can also listen worldwide on the TuneIn app just search wsb battle zone radio uh you know college radio stony brook whatever you want to call it um shouts to everybody shouts to shouts to the whole long island shouts to nassau county shouts to suffolk county shouts to southern connecticut because yeah we do reach southern connecticut because we are so close to southern connecticut just like we reach their radio station so shout to everybody in southern connecticut listening and uh yeah let's get right into it i got my man sensei leonelli in the building sensei say hello to the people hello everybody that's right you hear it first you heard it right now it's it's right here sensei is in the building live interview so what's going on man what's the newest with you ah oh, man i'm always at my school that's what <laughs> that's the newest always okay. at my school where is your school i'm located at 10 miller place smithtown new york really we're on main street but we're kind of turned funny so they call it miller place i'm familiar with the building i've seen it plenty of times i live pretty close to it and uh it's a nice building man and what kind of what kind of school are you talking about this is a mixed martial arts school i have nice. students as young as three years old i have adults my oldest adult right now is 60. Nine, wow, 60? 60. Now, is he doing it because of discipline, self-defense, or lose weight? That 60-year-old is just trying to still be active. That's great. I, that is great, bro. Yeah. 60 years old, nice. He's in good shape or whatever? Now he is, yeah. Now he is because of you, right? Yeah, well, it's, it, it, I'm only part of the environment. I can bring. I can create a positive vibe, just like you do at Flex Fights. Uh -huh. But it's the people who, who come in and do the work. I had a guy that was training with me when he was 84 years old. Wow. He got his black belt in our Danbury, Connecticut school when he was 63. Yes, because this is a big school. You work for Tiger Showman's. Yeah. That's that's a big name in the game. That's a huge name in the game. 50 that's, locations. 50, 50 locations? Yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's across, that's, uh, across the country, right? We're, in the we're, States? Uh, we're Upper East. We're in the Northeast for right now. There's a schools New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. That's only the the, the like the tri-state area, yeah. the north the northeastern area. Fifty schools in northeast area. Yeah, man. Wow, I'm one bro. of three schools in Suffolk County, but I'm as far east as Tiger Shulman's goes. But we go a whole bunch west, New York, New Jersey, Queens. Like, man, we are huge out there. That's good, and I see your Instagram, man. And I know, I know you. You know, for the people listening right now, I know Sensei Leonelli, great guy. You know, it's always a pleasure to be around him, man. You know, um, but I see your Instagram and you, like you said, you have people ranging from three years old to all the way up to 60 years old. Everybody in the picture looks so happy, so, um, just so balanced, just so like, you know, like good people, good spirited people, you know, can, is that, is that, you know, when you take up, um, martial arts, you, you learn, it's, it's a lifestyle, like, you learn besides just learning the physical part, there's a whole other mental part about it. Absolutely. I always say that the bad schools out there are the ones that are just punch-kick schools. If there's no psychological aspect, if there's no mindset that's being taught, then what are you really learning? You're just going there to sweat a little bit. Little kids go don't go there. Just They, they think they're going there to punch-kick. <laughs> but what they're really learning is how to be really, really disciplined kids, confident kids, independent kids. And that's great. That is, that, that is definitely great, you know? 
I have kids that have been with me since I opened my school 15 years ago. I one actually, he just came back to visit me a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's 19, 20 years old now. He's an active U.S. Marine. Wow. He's been training with me since he's five years old, since the week I opened my school. When I sent that kid off to boot camp, I was a little worried. You know, like, you always worry you send someone off to boot camp. Of course. He comes back. I'm like, so how was boot camp? He goes, it was easy. <laughs> it was easy. You conditioned them. He goes, you they, trained them. Yeah. He goes, they expected a lot of me and they yelled sometimes. He goes, I had coaches. <laughs> and they yelled sometimes. <laughs> he goes, the drill sergeant, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He goes, I had coaches in other sports yell at me. You always expected a lot of me. I knew how to be disciplined. I knew how to do things the way they wanted them done the first time without having to ask again and again and again. And he went in shape. And he came in to visit me. He's stationed right now at Camp Pendleton in San Diego. Wow. First off, the kid has gained like 15 pounds. He's enormous. Of what, he's, muscle? Oh, my God. He's jacked, Rich. He nice. is jacked. This guard, this kid's arms, his one arm in the picture with me, is bigger than both of our arms put together. Wow. <laughs> he just trained all day long, and he has not lost a step. Nice, 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 nice. So, and he thanks you for that, right? He thanks you and the martial arts school that he learned from, right? Absolutely. He credits you. Yeah, that's, that's just great. He always says, he comes home from, from on leave. He goes to his parents first. He goes to me second. And, and that, not me, the school. He goes to the school second because it's all his friends. Like, he doesn't just come and see me. He wants to see all the people he trains with. He wants to get in a mat and roll with his friends. Mm -hmm. He wants to train with all the people there. He wants to see all his people. And that's, that's just good. the hub. That's the hub, man. That's, that's, that's good. It's like a special like bond, like connection you have, especially with the people you came up with out of a martial arts school, right? Exactly. I mean, that kid had 15 years of, of sweat on my mat, like 15 years from the time he was a little kid who was a little bit of a smart aleck to being this just this man, this like disciplined, independent man, the kind of kid that like every parent wants their kid to grow up and be. I think sometimes like parents do that too. When they see the kids shifting the wrong way, they'll put them into boxing or they'll put them into like the martial arts. They do that, like you said, like a little bit of a smart aleck, right? Absolutely. So they, yeah, I think that also conditions the the, the young the young kid to become a, a man and you know respectful and because there's a lot that comes with martial arts. Like you said, you got to be very disciplined and you got to know when to use it. I mean, I'm not trying to bash any other schools. Like you said, it's just punch or kick schools like that. But maybe you know those those schools maybe they're they're more geared or aimed towards like com competitions. But at the tag of showmans, you're gonna get like it's just you're gonna get how to be conditioned. You're gonna condition you for life. Look, my man Sensei Leonelli conditioned somebody for the USMC or the or, or the Army uh, Marine Corps. Yep, and he said it was a piece of cake because he went through my man <laughs> Sensei Leonelli at the tag of showmans uh, mixed martial arts school. You hear that, people? This guy's the truth right here, and he's for the kids, and he's for the community. Once again, if you're just tuning in, this is ninety point one. FMWUSB. My name is DJ Richie Ruckus. We are doing a live interview with Sensei Leonelli from the Tiger Showman's Mixed Martial Arts School right there in Smithtown on Main Street. He says he says it's a little bit uh, Main Street or what's the other name? It's Miller Place it's called. It's just, Miller it's Place Avenue? It's, called. it's Miller Place it's called. Shouts to Ike Infamous. He's in the building. What's going on with you, Ike? All right. So uh, also, now, if you want to get in touch with this man, um, 
I'm going to let him, you know, give out the info and everything. Absolutely. So. You can find my school online, tsksmithtown.com. You can find Tiger Shulman as a whole, tsk.com. I'm on Instagram, sensei underscore Leonelli, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. I'm also, you can find my link tree on there, and that's where you can find everything I'm involved in, including Flex Fights, where I know Richie Ruck is from. Um, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and you can uh, also hear my podcast. Every Wednesday, I release new episodes. It's everywhere podcasts are found. Sensei's Weekly Mindset. It's on, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere you can find a podcast, you can find mine. That's what's up. Um, I was going to get into that, too, but you beat me to the punch. <laughs> I know you have a great podcast going on. Um, yeah, this is uh, Ike for Mrs. here. He's, he's, he's part of the WSB um, forever. His show is next called Street FM. Please keep that station locked. Listen to this guy's show. This, this show is great. It's been up for how long? Uh, 10 years? 12 years? The show itself? Yeah. 24 years. 24 last. years. It was the anniversary myself. I'll be here 20 years in March. Nice. Also, he comes to uh, the Flex Fights as well. So so I'm pretty sure you recognize this guy right here, Sensei Leonelli. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does the commentating and all I've been that. listening the whole entire time. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, so uh, this podcast you got going on, right? You're up to like the 130th episode? Yeah, uh, 131 comes out this week. All right, before we go into that... Uh, Oh, what's the name of the podcast? Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I love it. I love it. And we, that's not even counting. I realized I didn't count in the episodes that were Flex Fights recaps. Because me, uh, Zaria, and TJ Ragusa, we get together after every fight card and we recap all the fights. Shout out to my man Goose. Goose on the loose. Goose on the call. Goose on the call. <laughs> Goose on the call. I call him Goose on the loose. But uh, he's all right, man. That's another um, ring announcer and commentator for the Flex Fights. Yeah. He wants to come up t- uh, come up here as well. Um, we are trying to get him up here. Maybe on a Tuesday. Maybe this Tuesday. Following Tuesday. Whenever his um, schedule is free. But right now we have Sensei Leonelli in the building. And uh, I'm super excited because this is a great guy right here. So, the podcast... It's a you're you're up to 130 episodes. 131 is coming out next week. Uh, this week, this Wednesday. This week, this Wednesday. Yeah, now, you do it live or you pre-record it? I pre-record it, and then you put it out. I put it out. Yeah. Who else is involved in the in the podcast? Me. I mean, I've done interviews with my, some of my students. I've, I've seen that. I've done interviews with uh, other instructors, and I even I got an interview in my seventh episode ever with Dwayne Bang Ludwig, legend in mixed martial arts, trainer wow. T.J. Dillashaw, holder of the fastest knockout in the UFC until wow. Jorge Masvidal took it out. I How was that for you? That was incredible. It was right before COVID started. Actually, I went out there to visit. I have some family in Colorado. Actually, my nephew, who you met at the at the last weigh-in, who was wearing uh-huh. the same shirt as you, uh-huh. he's from Colorado. So I was out visiting him. I shot a tweet to Dwayne Ludwig, just thinking, "Hey, what, what's the worst that could happen?" He ignores me, and sure enough, he shoots me a tweet back. I go into the school. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go to something. I can give you like 15 minutes." 45 minutes later, he's showing me around his school. We had spent a half hour in his car. <laughs> he's giving me all this you're gonna get that, Sensei. You're gonna get that because you're a great guy and your energy's great and you're pure and you're genuine. You know, people like, what I, hey man, when I first met you, I, I loved you right off the bat. I said this guy's great. So you're always gonna get that. You ain't you ain't gotta worry about people, you know, brushing you off real quick or you know, shooing you away. You know, in the beginning, yeah. But when they, once they meet you, you're a great guy, man. Thank you. 
You're welcome. And so 131 episodes. Uh, how do you like it? You love it? You love the podcast show? I love it, man. See, I, I live, been listening to podcasts for a long time. Yeah. That's, I don't listen to music in the car. I listen to music when I work out and stuff. Yeah. But in the car, I always listen to podcasts. To me, that's, that is the, one of the best forms of marketing. Like I'm involved in so many things because of things that I learned through a podcast. Like I, I got, you know, you've listened to like a Joe Rogan episode about something that you have no interest in, uh-huh. and by the end of the episode, you're like, I really want to learn about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's convincing. Not everybody could do it like that, though. That's definitely true. You know what I mean? It's not built for everybody. You know, you got to have that special gift, that special talent to draw people in and keep the tension and everything. Sure. So. And- uh-huh. Thankfully, I'm involved in lots of interesting things like flex, fight, flex fights. Uh-huh. So it's easy when there's stuff to talk about. And really, what do I do every day in my school? Sure, I teach people to punch and kick, but I teach mindset. I'm teaching them how to, how to push themselves through difficulty. Um, that's one of the main focuses of this week for me is building a strong mind by pushing your body to be strong. So if that's something I talk about every day, it's easy for me to sit down for a, once a week and record a conversation about something like that. Or even with this last Facts Fights, I talked about the lesson that I thought we learned that day, which was adversity, dealing with adversity, because mm. Mother Nature dealt us with some big adversity that day. This is, this is, this is correct. This is true. <laughs> I think for two hours, we had a rain delay for the, on the last uh, Flex Fights event at the Long Island Amphitheater, Bald Hill. An hour and a half, two-hour rain delay. I mean, people were scattering all over the place. And, uh, and then you look at how those athletes responded to that adversity, because we had two fighters who were literally like 15 seconds into their fight. Sergio Rivera. Sergio Rivera. <laughs> and... His opponent's name is escaped me. Eric Gonzalez, I believe. Yes, yeah, he fought Eric Gonzalez that yeah. night. 15 minutes into it, you're right. Yeah, just started... 15 seconds. I mean, 15 seconds, I'm sorry. 15 seconds, it just started pouring. Me and, me and Zaria are on the commentary. Yeah. Chris Molina, the referee's in the ring, yeah. as are the two athletes. The first takedown happens. The heavens open. Zaria and I duck under the tarp that's covering the monitors. And we're watching Chris Molina referee a fight to nobody. All of a sudden, Melina looks around, realizes nobody's there, calls timeout to nobody, and they're like, what do we do? And then we all, the five of us, just kind of scramble back onto yeah. the stage because everybody else was already up on the stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then those guys come out an hour and a half later, and they have to get back in that mental place exactly. and do it again. Exactly. To me, that was the lesson we took out of it. And I feel like every Flex Fights, there's been a lesson. You know, when uh, Mark, who was here before from Social Media House, uh-huh. we sat down, we did a promotion with a brand called Untuck It a few cards ago. Yeah, I remember that. That's the t-shirt in, in Roosevelt Field Mall, right? Yeah, yeah. The Untuck It, yes. Yeah. And he, uh-huh. he put a beautiful video together. Oh, spectacular yeah. Spectacular time. And then we're sitting down afterwards. And uh, myself... Chris Machi, Nick Canobio, all the oh, backstage, yeah. they have a goose. A AP was AP. there too. Yep. We were all sitting there and we're all talking about what we can do to make the shows better. And Chris says something that just spoke to me. He's like, at this point, we're competing with ourselves. And I'm like, that's what the best people do, is they compete with themselves. This is true, man. I, I did amen. an episode on that too. <laughs> that's a great topic I don't compete with anybody else but myself I'm trying to better myself I don't have time to compete with somebody else I want to better myself yeah, well, okay like- that, 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 that's a great um, that's great you know that that's a great topic to have a, a podcast about that's a great model to live you know I'm always trying to be I don't want to be stuck in the same place as I was last year or even six months ago, half a year ago. You know what I mean? Always, always challenging myself, always in, in competition with myself, whether it be 
um, what I ate last week, um, how many records I downloaded last week, how many scratches, I, how many hours I practiced scratching for. Like, I'm always competing myself, pushing myself to the limits to do better, which I like. I love that, you know. That's a martial arts mindset, though. I think that's from you being around martial arts. As <laughs> as you are, yeah. You absorb that. You like, do. You I, do. You think about it. I don't like every time I write my outline to for flex fights. I try to do it better than the time I did it before. That I love that you know always out outshine yourself, always outdo yourself. I listen back to the broadcast of it's funny. I, no offense to the, the the main car commentary team, but I don't listen beyond beyond what I do because I want to hear what I can do better. Right, right, right. I'm not right, right, right. not that I'm, not that Dave Delarocca is not is a spectacular analyst, but. I don't want to compare myself to him. He's been doing it much longer than I have. I want to compare myself to me. Yes. So I'll yes, listen yes, back yes, and be like, yes. you know what? I'm using him, he too much and not names enough. So then I have to make sure that when I'm broadcasting the next time, I'm, oh, Sergio's doing this and Eric's doing this. And look where Eric's hand is while Sergio's arm is like that. Because to me, that's the best way to break down the magic that is martial arts. Because martial arts is magic. When you see really? it done really, really well. I mean, we see some of those crazy knockouts we saw previously this past weekend. We saw some spectacular <laughs> finishes, submissions, uh, yeah. kickboxing strikes, and all set up by beautiful, beautiful technique. A Stanley Stenatis with that beautiful check hook knockout. That's magic. Yeah, seven second one. That's magic. That is magic. So uh, you say it's magic or practice and conditioned, and he trained himself and he trained over under a great guy like yourself, Sensei Leonelli. Would you say it's magic? Like what? It's got to be start for magic. It got to be something in you. You got to recognize that magic and then make it better? See, here's the thing. It's the more accurate description is that science It's not magic. It's science. I but like that. To the it's like boxing. It's yeah. sweet science of boxing. Exactly. Yeah. To the untrained eye, it's magic. That's how people back hundreds of years ago could could make like little parlor tricks. Like, like look, I'm a magician because I can <laughs> pull some stupid little parlor <laughs> Look over there. Come out of the <laughs> yeah. They could pull some stupid little parlor trick and everybody would be like, oh my gosh, he's a magician. All right, baby. Now we're talking about magic. What is your favorite kung fu flick or uh, martial arts movie? Oh, man. Because back in the day, the old ones, they'd be flowing on the water. You know, the, the karate flicks. Yeah, what was your favorite one? See, you know, I was raised on the karate kid. Like, that was my, yeah, 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 that was my yeah. thing. Because, uh -huh. And, you know, I was a kid who was getting bullied. That, but I didn't, my parents didn't know it when I was in love with the karate kid. I literally watched the karate kid so many times I wore out the VHS. The because, VHS. You hear yeah. that, people? That's for a <laughs> video. Old. That's a, a VHS, VCR. VCR. <laughs> but that's the thing. I was that kid getting bullied, and all I wanted in my life was to find that magic power that Daniel had found in himself in order to overcome my bullies. But I couldn't express that to my parents because every parent tells their kid, you have to stand up for yourself. And yes. I would come home with my dad and my dad would teach me these lessons and I have a great father and he was completely supportive. But the last thing I wanted to do was go home and tell him that I wasn't doing what he was asking me to do. I didn't want to disappoint him. So then, I, you know, he'd, he'd say to me, you have to stand up for yourself when someone bothers you. But then in my head, I'd be saying, how? Yeah. And then finally, I found martial arts when I was 13 years old, and I found the how. And I stood up to those bullies, and I'm a much different person because of it, uh -huh. because of that adversity that I went through. But that's why that's my favorite movie. You know, you didn't have to wait that long. You could have just went in the garage and got a baseball bat. It's <laughs> 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 okay, see, <laughs> see, that's the Richie Ruckus way. But the thing is, wait. wait. 
<laughs> See, I didn't have the confidence to even act that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd have kids making fun of me, doing stuff. I'll never remember, forget this one kid, Eric. He, uh, Eric seems to be a theme tonight. But I, this one kid, Eric, was torturing me for a long, long time. And, like, one day, it culminated outside of, like, middle school. I was wearing a brand new outfit my grandma just bought for me. I was feeling all good about myself. And there's this giant mud puddle. And Eric sees me feeling good about myself. And he, right in the mud puddle, tosses wow. me. What school district did you go to? I went to Saville, man. It's a Lily really? School district. Really? Yeah. But still, man, this kid was... I know now knowing now what I know about kids Eric was in distress at home I want to see you try that right now Eric well here's the thing or whoever the mud guy what's his name the Eric. Guy, yeah Eric yeah. I want to see you try that to Sensei Leonelli right now well, here's you're the probably thing. fat and old and bald and you're ridiculous right now my man was school I could wash tell you, you I could tell you what happened Eric but we'll do that off air <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm sure my man Sensei Leonelli had a list <laughs> no listen there, there was, it's funny there was two kids that really bothered me one was Eric Eric. And Eric, years later, in my senior year of high school, we wound up kind of back together in the same class again. And we're on this little field trip, and he's talking all this stuff, talking all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, man, we both know you're a wuss, and you're not going to do anything. I didn't use such nice language. And he goes to kick me with his steel-toed boots because he was the, the goth kid. So I step back, I let him miss. And when, his, when he planted that foot, when he fell on it, I just leg-kicked him as hard as I could. I just slammed my shin into his thigh. And I felt, I swear to you, I felt his femur. He hits <sighs> the ground. And he makes this sound I can't replicate, but I'll never forget. And he's looking on the ground and he's, he's yelling at me, I'm going to effing kill you. I said, well, get up. He goes to get up. His leg crumbles right underneath yeah. him. And I said, next time I'm going to do more than kick you in your leg. And I never got bothered again magically. And even magically. The, <laughs> that's, the, that's the key word, magic. That magic? But that, that's the magic of that one moment. That one moment that was four years of training in the making. That happened because I finally had the confidence in myself to act. The movie that played out in my head when I did act didn't end with me getting my butt kicked. It ended with me kicking his butt, so I wasn't afraid to try something. I drop him, and suddenly he leaves me alone, and so does the other kid who's bothering me. I actually just heard the other kid who used to bother me uh -huh. just reached out to me because he lives out in New Jersey. He's like, oh, uh, I, I got divorced. I got my son. I need to find a martial arts school for him. <laughs> now he knows. Now he knows. That's good. That's very good, man. Um, and um, okay, so you you did four years before you can break his leg with your shin, right? Which is awesome. <laughs> what school did you come out of Tiger Showman? Yeah, I've been Tiger Showman since I was thirteen. Wow, 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 wow! You and you gave right back. You gave right back. Yeah, twenty five years. Say, yeah, bro. That this this guy's story is real, man. Once again, if you're just tuning in, this is ninety point one FM WSB. My name is DJ Richie Ruckus. The name of the show is called Battle Zone Radio. And we are in the middle of a live interview with Sensei Leonelli from Tiger Showman's Martial Arts Mixed Martial Arts School in Smithtown. Um, yeah, people, tune in. This is a great story. Um, he has a great story. This guy's a great guy. And um, okay, so let's continue. So. So you're knocking out the bullies, right? You be all, all you got to do is shin kick them because we both know we both know you're a wuss and you're not gonna do nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> shin why check. Gonna, huh? Why you got to sound like a superhero about to kick everybody's ass? No, because that's what he did. He he, he he hit the guy with his shin and the guy couldn't get up, right? Yeah, yeah. But, see, the, the thing is, and now not working with kids, when it comes to a bully, you only need to stand up to one bully once. That's you right. You do that one time. And magically, all the other bullies disappear. Like dominoes. Exactly. They all fall away because uh -huh. schools are little towns. And everybody knows everybody's business. Think about it. Was there a rumor in your high school that you didn't know? doesn't matter if you were in the big, big, biggest school in the country. Yeah. If there was a rumor, you heard it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, if somebody kicks somebody's butt, everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. You know, like, I, I remember other kids standing up to bullies throughout the years, and I still remember those kids' names. I remember this one kid, Luke, stood up to somebody, and like I, everybody remembers it, because it was a, oh, it was the big the hush tone. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, my wife and I went to the same high school two years apart. We knew of each other, but didn't really know each other in high school. She knew the story of me standing up to Eric. Wow. Well, Sable uh, is a small school district. Yeah, I Sable is a small a school district. So, um, is it just that town that goes to Sable? Or you got yeah. some of Bayport and yeah. just Sable. Just Sable, yeah. Because <clears throat> they play in Central Islip. They play uh, the Division Two. I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah Division Two. Yeah. So yeah. Sable a very small school district, but still, man, the smaller and you got the big fish in there. <laughs> so you're making a big splash in a little puddle. All right. Like I said, these bullies. They, they ain't around no more. Sensei Leonelli just washes them up. Exactly. But you know, the, and now the beautiful thing is I get to have so many other kids do that same thing. When maybe not. They're, maybe they're not kicking a bully in the leg, but maybe they're having the confidence to stand in front of their class and give a book report. Yeah. Like I have this little girl just started and she was so painfully shy that she wouldn't didn't want to go on the mat when she's six years old. She didn't want to go on the mat with me for her first group class. She did her private class with me, and this girl opens right up. We're having yeah. this amazing conversation beforehand with a six-year-old little girl. Then she sees 10 other kids. Actually, it was like 15 other kids around, and she doesn't want to go on the mat. She Mommy, come with me. Yeah. yeah. Now, today she took her fourth class on the mat, and this girl's running up to the bag as fast as she can, snapping at attention like a little soldier. Yeah. She's having balanced contests with kids. She's answering questions in four classes. Yeah. Now I'm looking at, like, this little girl learned how to deal with intimidation in two weeks. And that makes you feel good, right? That's like that's through you that you taught her that you gave her the confidence, right? And that's the big pay. That's the big payoff. See, you know, help people. Well, for the people who like to help people, that's a big payoff. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And see, what was beautiful is I know I'm only a third of the equation. If her mom had given up on that first class, oh no, this is not for my daughter, then it never would have worked. But her mom kept bringing her back, was patient with her, greeted her with a smile after every single class, and the girl came and conquered her fear, and I was there to, to balance. And that's the thing when. when all three sides are working together the, the, the process is, is beautiful it really it really is like I have a I have a bunch of special needs kids in my school uh -huh. I have parents who train in my school like their kids take class and then they take class I had a guy take a father take his first class with us tonight and he trained with another father that they met in the lobby and that father who's already my student uh -huh. he took part in our fitness challenge we do every year he's lost 40 pounds wow. he's in and these start, that's starting in January from wow. January he's lost 40 pounds wow. he's in the best shape of his life in his 40s and he's got a 16 year old special needs daughter wow. and he's like I have to get healthy for her yeah. And now, this guy, conceivably, he will be around long enough to take care of her. He, like, his wife is jealous because she's a smaller lady, so she didn't lose as much weight. But she, she still looks, she trains as so, well. Yeah. She trains what you mom, trains. Da, yeah. Mom trains, dad the trains, and, and the, the daughter the all daughter. trains. I, I feel like I kind of want to sign up, man. Uh, TSKSmithtown.com. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. You heard it first, right here. But uh, in I get familiar to watch karate classes. Listen, man, it's it's very much like Richie, Richie Ruckus and, and Flex fights. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. You go into a Flex Fights event, and Richie Ruckus makes the vibe right. And then you see the fighters, you see AP on broadcast, him with the microphone in his hand, talking to all the killers and hundred dollar billers. <laughs> right. And then us on the broadcast, me, TJ, Zarya, Dave, Dan Kenobio, any guests that we have in there. And the, the vibe, the energy is just right. And my, I feel like my school, it's a culmination of that as well. Myself, my staff, 
my instructors that are in training my students the parents of my students like some of the greatest students that new students that I get are referrals that little girl that I just told you about uh-huh. her mom is best friends with the mom of two of my longest term students been with for like six seven years okay so like there's such word a, of mouth referrals because exactly. you guys have put on a great you have guys have a great class exactly. a great school and like I said you're a great guy um so how's the connection, right? Or uh, please finish telling that story. What you were saying? Well, I, I was just saying it's all about vibe. It's all about vibe, and and I feel like when the vibe isn't right for the person, they don't stay. But I feel like we have a very welcoming vibe in my school, and when you feel welcome right away, when people are walking up that you've never met before, and you're like they're like getting ready to take class, and like, hey, what's up? My name is Steve. My name is John. You know, I had a guy just transferred from another school. Actually, also took his first class with us tonight. Everybody goes up and introduces himself. I don't have to say a word. Did he transfer from a different Tiger Showman's? Yeah, from or? a different Tiger okay. Showman's. And, okay. Uh, but again, everybody walks up, super friendly. Hey, man, how are you? Uh, and nobody's prompted. I don't have to walk up to anybody and be like, hey, Richie, make sure you introduce yourself. No, everybody goes up and does it because everybody wants... Everybody was that new person and somebody else did it for them. So yeah. everybody pays it forward. Uh-huh. So, and plus, you're not going to accept anything less than that anyway. you got to be nice and disciplined and considerate and... Yeah, Everything, yeah. all that good stuff inside the dojo. He sets the tone. I, I, got, I caught the vibe. Yeah. On the interview, in I was like, I, I hope he's still there. By the time I get there, I yeah. Uh huh. See, and what's great is I'm standing there and I'm waiting to introduce him to other people, and I don't get a chance because the other people are introducing themselves to him. I was Very like, well, good. there goes my job. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have another question for you. What is the connection, or how did the connection uh, come about with you and the flex fights? I shot my shot. <laughs> you went to one of the fights and no, talked to Chris it, it, or uh, Nick or what happened? You know what it was? Uh, we have a matchmaker for Tiger Shulman's. Uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Sean Rappaport runs one of the schools out in Jersey. And he reaches out to us owners and us head instructors. And he says, all right, guys, these are the fight events we'll be working on in, uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. So if you have anybody, let me know. So I see Flex Fights coming up in February. Actually, it was the March card he was working on. And I see it's in Patchogue. Well, I live in Patchogue. <laughs> and I'm like... Wait, it's going to be... I literally walked to the venue and the fights are in Patchogue. You, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so I said, if there's a fight event in Patchogue, I got to look into this. So I found him on Instagram. I looked into it. And I, I, sl- I shot him a direct message. I said, here's my background. I've been training for 25 years. I have a, uh, a school for 15. I do a podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, I, I judge our tournament. I do all this stuff. So, I, you know, if you need a commentator, I would love to do it. And... Uh, Chris was nice over text. And, you know, I'm sure he probably gets messages like this all the time. I know, seeing, like, some of the comments and some of the posts, he definitely gets guys who are like, oh, I'm 50, you know, all knockouts in street fights. (laughs) (laughs) See, one thing about uh, Chris Machi, right? Uh, Machi, I call him Machi the matchmaker. They call him uh, the flex matchmaker. He's always, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's always going to give you the time of the day. He's always going to check you out. He ain't going to blow you off. like. And he's always looking to grow and get bigger and make the team just like flex fights or something different. Like we, yeah, we're awesome. (laughs) It's a vibe. It really, like, it's a vibe. Listen, man, like, I, I reach out to TJ all the time. TJ and Zaria and I, we have this group chat going, like, every day. We're, we're, we're talking about anything and everything. But, so, to get back to the story, I shoot a DM. To Chris, to or Chris, just to the Flex the, Instagram. The, the Flex Instagram, uh-huh. which Chris wound up answering. Yep. 
And he was super polite, super nice. He's yep. like, hey, send me some of your work. I'm like, well, I've never actually commentated on fights before, but I break down martial arts every day. I'm like, but I do a podcast. Here's an episode of my podcast. So he listens to my interview with Dwayne Ludwig. He says, okay, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to my partner and we'll see if maybe we can get you on the March one. And then uh, it's funny. I was like, you know what? I said to my wife, you know, we should go to the February card just to be supportive, show our faces, put a face to the name, that kind of stuff, shake hands, kiss babies. So I buy tickets for the February card. That night, Chris reaches out to me via DM. He goes, hey, man, are you available for the February card? I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm available. Did he know you in the... Did you see him in the, the that night? Or just curiosity, he texts you that night while you're inside of the fights? Ten days before. Ten days before the flex, the February card, he t- t- he sends me the DM. He's like, "Are you available to do the February card?" Said, Are you already in there? No, I'm not. I hadn't. I wasn't in there yet. I had bought tickets. It was ten days before the fights were going. Before happen. the fights, you bought the tickets. I bought the tickets. The day I buy the tickets is the day that I get the DM from him. <laughs> Does he know you're in? Oh, you're not inside the fight I'm, yet. Yeah, yeah. No. He's asking you to work. Yeah, he's asking me to work. So I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. my guy. Chris yeah. is awesome, man, yeah. Listen, there's, if there's anything that Chris Machi does, it's make the show go on. Oh, oh my God, I hate that. I don't care, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> when there's drama inside, you know, the inner circle, and something's not going on, I don't care, make it work, make well, it happen. I don't I, care, I, I don't I care. Heard, <laughs> I heard from one of the fighters, she had four opponents fall, fall out on her leading into this past week. And he fight found her. someone to fight he her. He found someone to fight her. From Illinois, he flew a girl out. Wow. Yeah, no, Chris is wow. about his business, bro. Chris is exactly. serious. Flex Fights are serious. We're out here. We're moving up. I'm so glad Sensei Leonelli is uh, part of the team. So you've been part of the team since February? Yeah, and it was funny. I walked in. This year? This year, yeah. I, I, I met you at the weigh-ins. I met AP at the weigh-ins. I met you know a bunch of the behind-the-scenes staff at the weigh-ins. And, you know, I could see Chris was being welcoming, but he was also, you know, like, let's see what this guy really has before I, you know, really yeah, get the yeah, whole connection. Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, at weigh-in, you got you got. Now you understand and realize that weigh-ins and at f- events, fight events, it, that's a different Chris. Chaos. Like yeah, chaos. I don't care. Get it done. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get it done. <laughs> you know, you, your leg could be full. I don't care. Go over there, and DJ. Get it done. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a lot. I mean, you got to understand. We are the hottest in the tri-state area. We are the biggest in the tri-state for a area. reason. For yeah, for many reasons. You know, Chris is not giving up. Chris exactly. is not going to go. You know, uh-uh, I don't care. Make it happen. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's the, that's his favorite line. Absolutely. Only during the fights, which is. Um, Understandable and yeah. very, you know, you have to be like that. Yeah, and then it's funny. At the end of the night, first person, like we're all in the cage getting ready to do our after picture. First person who turns around and hugs is me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like we, we met 36 hours. Yeah, 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. it's like that. Yeah, after, yeah, it's right. Right after the last fight, he's always, his mind is just like, he went to go see you, Sensei uh, Leonelli, <laughs> and got some, uh, what do they call it? Uh, when they do the uh, dynamic meditation yeah meditation or yeah, something. Man, yeah, man. it's all calm and everything is great I love it but it was funny that first fight card I show up and I don't even know who TJ is because he wasn't at the weigh-ins that time so I find him and I'm like hey I'm, I'm doing commentary with you and this and that and the other and he's like have you ever done this before and I was like no and he goes he's trying to explain to me the jobs and I was like okay I'm like well my expertise is martial arts I've been doing this for 25 years I break it down every day he's like okay he goes, so you do you, and, and I'll do what I gotta do. And afterwards, we're taking off our headphones, and he just looks at me. He goes, You've really never done this before? Yeah. <laughs> and TJ's the sweetest guy in the whole wide world, so maybe he was being Goose, extra nice. Goose on a call. Yeah, maybe he was being extra nice, but uh, he and I really we developed a shorthand very quickly. We developed a way to throw it back and forth very quickly. Um, yeah. 
and now it just flows. It really just flows. Shouts to my man D-Rock, man. That's what's up. D-Rock and uh, D uh, Dan Canabio, okay? Yeah. Yeah, they're good too. Uh, our whole team is good. You know, D Rock was up here before. I really? mean, yeah, he was yeah. up here uh, what last year. Someone gave him an interview. It was great. He loved it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but shout to my like man Andrew Park. Huh? Who doesn't like to talk about flex fights? You know, it, n nothing's better than. And I mean, like I said, it's it's such a fun experience. Like for me, as someone who is an expert in martial arts, to sit there and know that someone could be watching the fights have no idea what they're watching because their friend is fighting so they want order the pay-per-view but now i'm making them understand why their friend is doing this like when i went to the march weigh-ins i had fighters that fought on the february card who came over to me and they were like hey man my friends know nothing about mma but they were watching because i was on the card and you made them understand what i was doing and why i was doing it I was like, well then that's a job well done well that's that's a great thing and you know all the moves yeah you it, know it's and that's the fun thing for me is making sure that everybody knows what's going on like there there's a moment when you're teaching I call it the aha moment and it's the moment where the person is trying to do what you're, you're telling them and then you found the right button to push you found the right analogy for them the right way to make it make sense and then aha they yeah. have it and you see their it eyes clicks. light up that's exactly. the click aha that's the click sound exactly yeah. and I like that I like that that moment is addicting man it's addicting for the student and it's addicting for the teacher as well because now I mean, I've been training so long that I'm not seeing brand new stuff every day so I get to steal my students I get to, I get to piggyback on theirs which is that, such a beautiful thing that's great that you said that it's addicting for the student and the teacher because you know, is it really addictive for the teacher too? Like, that's the big payoff, I guess, right? The pleasure. Because I know, like, when I'm trying to practice something on the turntables and I can't, it takes me a day or two or a couple hours, or I got to invest a lot of times, I can't do a certain scratch, cut, mix, blend, transform, flare, whatever you want, you know, whatever it is. But then when you hit it you and it clicks and you get that, Aha! <laughs> you're like, yeah. After or even playing a video game, right? You're trying to play a video game. You can't beat it for days, and you you finally realize, oh, I got to go through this tunnel, and the princess is over here, or whatever the case is, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, aha! Like that's a great feeling for the student, but I like how you say it's a great feeling for the teacher as well. You know, that's I guess that's the big reward, the big payoff. Absolutely, especially like, from a sensei, right? It's got to be great. That's oh, got to be great. There's like this this evening my adult beginner class. I have a, a young man, 18 years old, just finished his instructor training for me for being a beginner instructor, and he taught 95% of the class. And I'm stepping back and I'm watching this kid. I'm crossing my arms, and at a certain point he's like, "Hey, do you want me to do this round like this?" I'm like, "Listen, man, you do whatever you want," because I'm looking at you, and all I'm thinking is, "Where's this kid that was struggling to teach this class four weeks ago?" And now I feel like I have to stop teaching the class because you're making me look bad because you're getting so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good and that's a beautiful moment and now what's even more awesome is to watch him make other people's eyes light up the way that I made his eyes light up through his training yeah that's like, that second generation that's oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, incredible yeah. That's, that's incredible important. that's an important generation right there because if they miss something or skip something it just the third generation misses that something and skips something so it's very important I think for the students that's right under the um, the teachers. Um, Sensei Leonelli, can I ask you what belt are you? I'm a third degree black belt. That's it? 
That's it. Uh, Five. There's ten. Ten? Ten. ten yeah, in the Tiger Shulman system, there's only one guy who's an eighth. Wow. Um, eighth one, degree One guy who's a seventh. There's four or five guys who. Is from New York or Jersey or uh, Connecticut? The one guy, the guy who's an eighth, is from New York. Yeah. He used, to, he used to run. Actually, he's originally from upstate. Actually, funny, it's Suffern County. Yeah. Tiger Shulman yeah. started in Suffern, New York. Yeah, there's a Suffern up there. Oh, really? Yeah. But Did I, it? Yeah, the first Tiger Shulman school was in Spring Valley. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's we've grown exponentially from there. But uh, the gentleman I was speaking about ran our Manhattan location for years. It was on West Nineteenth between Fifth and Sixth, uh-huh. which is now blown out into two different locations: one Upper East Side and one in Chelsea. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a guy who's a seventh. He's out in Pennsylvania. And there's a few sixth sprinkled here and there throughout the Tiger Shulman's organization. Uh, one of the people I do my main training with is a sixth degree black belt, and he runs the school here in, in, in uh, Syosset, New York. And um, it's, it, yeah, he's my sensei sensei. Yeah. yeah. So how, how, how old are these guys? How long does it take you to, because you're a third, you're a third degree? Third degree black, black belt. Yeah. And uh, it goes to 10 degrees in Tiger Showman's. This guy's at eight, eighth degree, you say, yes. I believe, right? So how long does it take someone to get that? Does it depend on the person or it takes years to get it, like discipline and, and, and patience because it, it's mental and physical exactly. so it, it's both it's both years and the person how old is that guy uh, let's see he's 50 in his 50s, in his 50s. okay yeah, and, and he's, he's been, been doing it for how long since he was a child this is dedication people yeah, like it's either ball, I'm behind the eight ball if I start today I ain't gonna boy you can still listen, definitely listen, pick listen, up man. some things and learn the, some the, things the dad man. who took class with me tonight 48 I believe nice but that's just my, started yeah just started first class tonight my that? average adult is 40 plus and that's the same the same for pretty much every tiger showman do we get discounts <laughs> <laughs> i'm 45 brought in a discount <laughs> i don't i don't have an aarp price so sorry <laughs> no op you got the op around here what's going on but listen man it's it that's that is my community because it, it's funny there's there's different types of martial arts schools. You know, you have your your fight gyms like uh, like we deal with a lot from Flex Fights, and those have a lot of those twenty year old guys. But the thing is, those twenty year old guys, they oh, I just want to fight for your gym and wear your your name on there. Well, man, you're gonna have to pay to train, and not not all, not all those guys want to pay. You know, it's funny. A few of the guys who fought on Flex, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but a few of the guys who fought on Flex, I used to train. We actually had a fighter who fought in one of the pro fights that I used to train, uh-huh. and uh, like he, some stuff happened in his life and he disappeared. Uh, but that's the thing; like I don't get, I get some of those twenties, because it, what I get from the twenties is the people who are thinking about it the right way. I need to learn how to defend myself. You mean in the forties, not the twenties? No, no, I'm, I'm talking about twenties right now. Oh, uh, I need to learn how to defend myself. Like I have a, a young lady who she's an ambu- she works for an ambulance corps. She's like, I need to know how to defend myself yeah. because the cops aren't always there at the same time that I am. Yeah. So she's not looking to, to jump in a cage. Not the stereotype because obviously I work for a fight promotion as well, and it's not like every fighter is like, oh, I just want to fight, bro. Yeah. But this girl wanted to learn how to defend herself. I have other people who are like, listen, I, my life is not structured. I, I had a great life when I was involved in structured sports. I don't have it. Now I need it. I have a young man, Joe. He, it's funny. His name is kind of famous because he's named after a baseball player if you heard it. But uh, I'll tell you later. But, <laughs> but he's like, Sensei, I, I, need, I need something structured in my life. When I played structured sports as a kid, my life was better. And I don't have it now. 
now I need it. So he came to me. He's the right, and he's the right kind of mindset. He's in my instructor program now. That's good, man. But That's my, really good. Yeah, my forty-year-olds; those are the parents of my kids. The vast majority of my of my adult students are parents of the kids. They're the ones who watch the adults going on the mat and they're like, "I saw that guy three months ago, and he w- he was not in shape three months ago." Yeah, because you're you're training and you're conditioning the kids to beat up the parents, and now the parents <laughs> need to now the parents need to do the self defense. <laughs> I've had more than one parent tell me, listen, I'm a little afraid to go home with my kid every day you're teaching him. <laughs> Good job, but uh, make sure he loves me, all right? <laughs> I have to ask you the question, not to jump off the path of what you were saying, um, but I think you summed that up pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you say you break down martial arts, you, you, uh, you, judge, you judge the fights? Not uh, not professional fights. I have an, we have an amateur tournament that we do for Tiger Shulman, so I do judging for that as well. That's what I want. I say that to say this because I, I couldn't really pinpoint it. So it, now it's all the Tiger Shulman schools in uh, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New York, and Jersey. Jersey yep. that all compete? Mm-hmm. Only Tiger Showman students? Yep. Every six months we have a tournament every December, every June. Every six months? Yeah, man. And we had this last tournament was pretty much, it was our second one back after lockdowns and everything. Yeah. We had like 1,700 competitors. Wow. That's what I'm saying. How, it's a whole weekend. It was one day. What? One day. And and honestly, not a very long day either because we're very organized. I, I've been to a lot of other outside tournaments and they're not organized. Like you can register day of and stuff and it's kind of a mess. Yeah. This, like we cut off registration a month before. We're checking weights on competitors up till five days out to make sure everybody's seated where they should be. It is as organized as organized can be. 1,700 competitors. So you break that in half. What's that? Like uh, what? 800 matches, 850 matches or so. Now, how long is each match? Depending how on many the rounds. Depending on the, it's one round. Depending oh. on the, yeah. Depending on the experience level, it's either two minutes. Oh, what well, the, the age and the experience level? One minute, two minutes, or three minutes. So winner stays, loser goes home. Exactly. Just like that. Yep. To the top. To the top. To the top. It's a single to elimination tournament. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like you know, if, if that's we, still that's still legit though, man. Yeah. To, to beat it out, seventeen hundred to be first. Yeah. We'll probably have different classes, yeah, right? Exactly. Different divisions. Age, yep. Age, experience level, and weight. Yeah. So, so like I said, I, I had kids in my ring this past COC that we call the Challenge of Champions. So COC for short. Uh, cool. I had kids who were brand spanking new, six years old, and I had kids who've been training since they're six years old and they're sixteen and they're black belts now. I had divisions like that, like that kind of spread in my yeah. ring. And the sixteen-year-old, let me tell you, those kids who were black belts who were like sixteen years old, some of the most respectful kids in the whole wide world. You know, those kids they're competitive, yeah. but they're sportsmen. Yeah. they're confident. <coughs> like I had one kid, I had, I had, he got stuck in an armbar, and I tell kids like, listen, you're stuck in a submission. I know you're tough, but I have to be smart because you have to go to school tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, so I look at him like, listen, I'm gonna. I'm going to ask you, are you okay? And if you don't respond to me in words, I tap for you. So I tap for this kid, and for an instant, he got upset, and then he goes, nope, I was stuck, you were right. And like that's that's a confident kid. Yeah. To be able to lose gracefully, that takes Why, confidence. What round was it? He was all the way to the top almost? It, it, this He was the semifinals. 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 And uh, he got caught in, a, in an ankle lock, and it was tight. And I was like, are you good? Are you good? And then he, 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 turned, say he turned the wrong way. I'm like, oh, done. 
and it, it's funny. He, he thanked me for stopping the match. So you reffing them? Yeah, I'm, I was re- reffing them. So, uh, depending on the division, I might ref some, I might judge some. What's uh, the difference between ref and judge? A judge, so, you get the scores to ref. You're in the middle of the fight. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So like we do jujitsu and kickboxing in it. So kickboxing, the referee's making sure we're following the rules and so forth. Action stays in the middle of the ring. And also, this being an in-house tournament, we want to make sure that no kids get like decimated. You know, if, if I see a kid is completely outmatched, I'll walk over to the other kid and be like, "Listen, you already won." <laughs> you already won. All right. So just take it easy, be cool, let him finish. Uh-huh. All right. Um once again, thank you Sensei and Nelly. I got to fortunately we have to give up the studio, give up the um the microphone. Street FM is on right now. My name is DJ Richie Ruckus. We're in a live interview with Sensei Leonelli. Don't get it twisted. This is the Street FM hour. Don't get confused. Icefamous is in the building. Tilly is in the building. The grown man Tilly is definitely in the building. We didn't hijack his microphones. He's just being kind enough to let us spill over into his into his show. Uh, Sensei Leonelli, please give out the information, how to get in touch with you and where your school is and your podcast and all that good stuff. Let's start my school, tsksmithtown.com. All the information is there. You can get in touch with me right from there. You can find me on Instagram, at sensei underscore Leonelli, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. My link tree's right on there with information to everything I'm involved in. And my podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts, Sensei's Weekly Mindset. That's right. You heard it right here at 90.1 FM, WSB. My name is DJ Richie Ruckus. I guess is whispering something in my ear. What, what's going on, buddy? I might, I might have to sign up, man. I might oh, to, sign yeah, up? I yeah. Question, All right. Uh, you are, yeah, you are now tuned into Street FM, man. The hottest thing on a Monday night, Tuesday morning.